0: You all, what a beautiful day it is to worship the Lord, amen? Well, uh, this week, it is our fourth week in this series called Hungry. And we've been looking at the book of Romans from start, and we're going to go to all the way to the end. And this week, we are looking at the theme of transformation, transformation. Wow, so it's so exciting to, to really be able to do this with you. And, you know, before I begin, I just want to, what car do you drive? There's no, you know, lights headlight on in the parking lot, but I just just a generic question like what do you drive? And you know, I know, you know, this guy right here he has a Nissan Altima, right? Okay? So that's what you drive in, you know, think of your own car. And what if what if let me just ask you. Keep asking you a question. Are are you guys satisfied with that car? Are you guys cool with that? Do you guys is it running okay? Does it need some tune up? What if I said Hey, let me fix it for you. Let let me make sure. Okay, so let's let's let me fix it, and then it'll run smoothly. Maybe give you some minor updates here and there, upgrades here and there. Would you take that on your Altima? Yeah, of course. I, I, um, but I, I can't I can't I can't do that. You know, maybe Phil can though. He's he's good at fixing cars, and he, he could fix anything. So you know, if you have any problem with your car, maybe <laughs> Phil might be the one to go. Anyway, sorry, I did not mean to put that on you. But you know, the, but what if then I said. I could give you actually a brand new version of that, like 2018, or even in fact, let me give you, let me even give you like, oh, even a Bugatti or a Tesla, or I mean something just like completely new. Would you like that even more? I, oh, okay, you're, you're economical guy, but anyways, no, but you know, what I'm talking about is there is an opportunity for us to get something brand new, rather than just being satisfied with a little here and there upgrades. And obviously, you know, we want to turn back into our lives and says, are you satisfied with yourself? Maybe you're not satisfied with your car. Maybe there's nothing that you can do about it uh, rather than ask Pastor Phil. But, you know, are you satisfied with your life? The life that you have right now? You know, we work hard to achieve a better life. Better being better at ourselves. We, we, we try hard to, to make some changes. We, we do some upgrading. We, we buy ourselves things. And we, we, this world, we get satisfied with a better version of ourselves, which is not a bad thing. But do you just want to settle for a better ver- version of you, whereas Jesus wants to give you a brand new version of you? Complete transformation of yourself. What do you think is better? We totally, totally oftentimes think too small and because compared to what Jesus could do in our lives, what we could think that, oh, a better person, the better uh, upgrade of ourselves is so much small, so small compared to what Jesus could do in our lives. He brought the dead to life. He cured the uncurable diseases with just a touch of his hand. He gave hope eternal to the hopeless creation. I mean, that is who Jesus is. And Jesus is definitely, definitely interested in giving you a drastic change. Do you agree with me? I mean, that's what he's all about. I mean, obviously, he wants you to be a better person here and there. But what he wants to do, what he is capable of doing, is to give you a brand new, completely new transformation for you but the question is are you ready for that are you interested in that because we sometimes could put a limit to God what God could do in your life he is so passionate about transformation and that's what we want to be hungry for as well today so we are looking at Romans chapter 5 and 6 this week. So we're going to cover p- pretty big ground. But I do need your help as you go through the book of Romans chapter 5 and 6 this week. So that this, this could keep diving into your brain, into your heart, into your lives. But we're going to kind of recap a little bit of what Paul has been talking about in Romans. We've been looking at from one to uh, chapter 1 to chapter 4 now. And basically the recap is right here in front of us in Romans So let me read this for you and it'll be on the screen as well. So this is Paul writing to the Romans. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Basically what he's saying, that is that is the recap of what we've been talking about from starting of Romans 1. Because of faith, because of faith, we are justified. We're made right with God. We have this peace with God. We don't need to worry about condemnation anymore. There's hope here. There's there's this peace that we got back with God, and there's there's hope that we get to have. So because of this, because of what Jesus has done already, and in our lives through faith, this is the life that we're going to have. And that is found in chapter 5, verse 3 through 5. You probably read this before, but I want you to read this together. This is the life that we get to have as those who belong to Jesus. And here it is. Let's read this together. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. What an amazing, amazing passage that is. And that is the life that we get to live. Suffering. Perseverance. Character. Hope. And this hope does not put us to shame. That's a good news. This is so different from what this world is all about. Because think about this. When there's sufferings, and suffering, suffering, and continuous suffering, what happens to us? It produces anxiety. It produces discouragement. We feel like this is not good. I can't stand this anymore. And if we keep on being discouraged through sufferings after sufferings, eventually that will put us to shame. It will tell us that, oh man, my life, I'm not good. I, why am I living? And that's the, the pattern of this world. It is so different from what God in life with God offering is offering. It leads us to shame. We feel we're hopeless. And that's where we were once before. There was no hope for us. That's the life that we had. But verse 8, but God demonstrates His own love for us in us for us in this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's amazing, isn't it? He picked us up from the dead, from the sin that we were in. We were once slave to sin. That's all we knew. That's all the that's all we could live for. And this death and shame was inevitable. That was all before God's love winning us back through his Son Jesus. So at the end of End of chapter 6. And that's why I want you to keep reading Romans 5 and 6 this week. But at the end of Romans 6, this is what it says. Can we read this together now? But now that you've been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. The result is eternal life for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen to that. See, that is the life that we have. From eternal shame and suffering and regret to eternal glory, hope, and life. I mean, what a completely transformed destination that we have. What Jesus has done was give completely transformed where we are heading. And that is why we get excited about, you know, therefore, therefore, because of this hope of eternal life. And the reward that we will have, we can withstand challenges, even sufferings. Because why? Why is that? Because death is not the end anymore. Before, death was our final enemy that we could never avoid. But because of Jesus, death is not the end. You guys don't look excited Wow, it is so crazy because that is the complete transformation of our destiny because death is not the end. I need you to listen to that because life as Christians back then in Rome when Paul is writing, having faith sometimes meant death because they were persecuted. The Roman Empire did not like these guys who were gathering and creating this, this, this gathering, worshiping God, and having this trust in God, not in the empire, not in the emperor. But they're, they're having this own value that was so powerful. And the Romans, the empire, was not for it. So they were saying, you're done. Let me ex- execute you. And that was the suffering that they were going through, the persecutions. But you know, when you look around the world today, in other areas of the world, that is the reality. Some countries, when you have faith in Jesus, that means your, your head goes off. Sometimes when you say that you, you believe in Jesus, you put into jail, in prison. I mean that is the reality in some parts of the world. And listen, those, these words from Paul, just, just imagine how soothing, how powerful, how encouraging these words are. But let's be honest church this morning living in southern california perhaps orange county some la people here you know right here we get comfortable it's pretty darn comfortable being a christian as long as we don't say anything we just keep our mouth shut nobody bothers us with our faith and we get comfortable and in these words of 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 Paul is like, oh, those are good, 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 that's cool. But you know, that's way back then. Or well, that's in the other side of the world. But 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 in our lives. How much does that penetrate you into your heart? And you know our, our comfort or maybe the lack of hunger. Those are reflected sometimes in our prayer life. Wouldn't you say? We pray to God Give me this, give me that. I want this, I want this, God. It's like a genie in a bottle, where you're like scrubbing the, the the lamp. Say, hey, genie, oh, I need this. I I need, I need a new car. I, I need a new. Cl- I, I, I want some good, you know, new computer. Genie, come on. We kind of treat God in this genie in a bottle sometimes, and that's that. That could be just the main focus of prayer. We only pray when we want something. Oh, uh, give me, give me some. Nice parking space so that I don't have to walk as far. Or, or, or maybe, uh, you know, let me win the lottery so I could, you know, those, you see, I mean, I'm not, that's, that's fine. Pray all you want. But if, if that is the only prayer that we give. And that says something about our heart. Or maybe prayer becomes this just mundane routine of life where you don't even have to think about it. And the world, words will just come out of your mouth. And, you know, there's, it's kind of a mechanical routine rather than this emotional outpour to the heavenly realm and heavenly Father God, our Creator. You see the difference here? And it could easily be our lives when we lose our hunger for the transformative power of our Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. And we, as church and brothers and sisters in Christ, we got to watch out for that, because that is exactly what the enemy wants us to live. Just settle, just smooth, comfortable. We settle for this minor upgrades. We we, we settle for this teeny little bit of improvement in our lives, here and there. And we're like, oh, this life is good. When I look at Romans, and especially when I look at verse 4, chapter 6, verse 4, we were therefore buried with Him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. New life, it says. Not a a mundane old life or or whatever you live in the past, but it's a new life. See, we were once dead in that. But because of the resurrection power that is alive within us, come on, church. We get to live this new life. Nothing minor about that. This is complete transformation. In Greek, metamorphoso. I don't know if I said that right. Let me check. Metamorpho. Metamorpho. Metamorpho, metamorphosis. It's, it's, it's this ugly caterpillar turning into a beautiful butterfly. There's no resemblance here. Completely new. And that's what we get to live every day. I mean, every week we come here reminding ourselves we're a new creation. Every day we wake up and says we're a new creation. Every hour we reflect ourselves and says, hey, we are a new creation. And imagine what that life is. It's going to be. I want to share a, um, a story um, from when, whenever I, I, I do my baptism class, um, which I am doing right now with some people right now. And we have this baptism service coming up in October. And you know, if you're interested in that, if you've never been baptized, if you really want to let me know. Or maybe you could check that box on our connection card. Let us know because we're having a celebration uh, in October. Uh, towards the later half of October, but whenever I, I do a baptism class, I use this illustration using a, this right here, Gary, trust me, it's, it's not dirty, okay, it's clean, okay, so this toilet paper, I, I use this illustration when I, when I talk about, you know, this life in Christ, Oh, but before, you know, funny story, f- quick funny story about, about, about toilet paper, and it's, it's not dirty either, okay? Um, when I first moved to the United States in 1988, okay, and I was seven years old, and um, I came, and, uh, when, and then we were living in an apartment that we went into this, uh, we, 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 my dad got this bought a house in Huntington Beach, and the first day we slept there, we woke up the next morning, and toilet papers were all over our house, like, from the trees, from our garage, and all over, and I was like, whoa this is cool they must have been (laughs) welcoming us you know this is like our this american treatment of welcome wow this is cool i was happy there's a picture of me laughing is because so amazed of this uh these people's uh welcome and greeting (laughs) crazy thing is i only found out it was a prank when i was middle school where (laughs) my friend and i just we had a slip over and they said let's go tp my this this guy's house and I was like for all these years I totally thought that was a welcome greeting <laughs> and once I found out that this wasn't I was a little bit embarrassed but where where, 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 where am I where, where am we at oh, oh baptism class okay sorry sorry I get carried away but you know so this is our life and imagine and I don't want to do this because I don't want to waste this but you know imagine this goes on forever. And it's a pretty big role. So it's, but imagine, this is eternity with God. And, and this doesn't end, okay? Eternity with God is not, doesn't end at the role, okay? Sometimes it's, it's really sad when you see the end of the role. It's, uh, no, no, I'm not going to go there. But, you know, just imagine, this is eternity with God. And it just keeps on going and going. And that is what we had as human beings. But because of sin. Because of the sin nature, what happens is that we get separated. It's, it, we no longer are connected to this wonderful life with God because that's what sin will do. And what happens is this right here is our life just cut off, left with the life of sin. And we we get dropped to the floor. We get trampled on. And that's life. we're living in shame and dirt and filth. And that's that's life of sin. That's what we have. And because of sin, we can't go back. We're disconnected. But what happened is Jesus, Jesus, with His grace, with His love, He picks us up. And even though we're so dirty and messed up and filthy, He restores us. And he, He brings us whole again and even better he puts us back within and give us this and as if nothing have ever happened it's completely restored as if you never had any separation that's what the life of Jesus is he gives us new life why because he took on our sin and died for us he took that he took what we deserve and he went on that and all we had was this life of death and sin and shame but he took on that he says i will go there so that you could go back to where you were created to be. I mean, that's the life of Jesus with the toilet paper. But that old life, that old life, remember, that this life, it doesn't exist anymore. It's gone because Jesus took care of that. And Romans 6:11 says, "You are dead to life and alive to God, in Jesus, dead to sin, alive." With God and it goes on for eternity. Don't let Satan make you think that you belong there still. Because it will. It'll try to drag you down and make you feel like you're a little piece of toilet paper. But what you really have is this eternal life with God. And we have this and that's what we go I go through with the the baptism class. And that's that's what my life has been too. Because there are times where I was this. I felt like this, and that was all I had on the ground, just, just, I used to be a chronic liar. I didn't care. I just, whatever to get my way, I didn't care if I lied, if I told the truth, because that didn't really mean much, and I used to do that just to get my way. So, so cheating, stealing, it didn't. It didn't affect me. I, it just, that's what I did to get my way. But you know, because of that, deep inside, I felt the shame. I felt like, man, I, 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 but as long as nobody knows, I was okay with. But deep inside my heart, I was just like that. And also, being a bicultural, growing up bicultural, it was something that I hated. Because I was always halfway in between of everywhere I walk in, every room that I walk in. I, I'm so not fully American or fully Japanese, and I hated my nature. I was so insecure about myself. But when I was 19 years old, when I was going to Orange Coast Church, I reencountered Jesus Christ, my Savior. The one who loves me no matter what, and he embraced me. I realized that he already did pick me up. I'll, I'll, he, re- he made me realize I already belong here, not there. Just a matter of realizing that or not. And that changed my life. So from that point, the life and the journey of transformation really begun when I was 19. And it was from here. Things that I used to do, it wasn't this full complete turnaround as I hope it was, but it was this gradual, but surely I was going in the right direction because the things that I used to do, things that I used to say, it it just began to bother me more and more. The uh, injustice and and the things that I was doing and saying to people, thinking in my head, the things that I watch, things that I drink and inhale, (laughs) those things began to bother me because it didn't sit right now. Because I know I don't belong there. Is he done with me? I hope not. I want to keep experiencing this transformation power continuously as I walk to eternity. Complete change daily. And that's what I want to see. And, you know, my story it's not as dramatic as this, you know, drug dealer changed to a complete, like, pastor. Or, you know, some of my, my I, I met this Yakuza, Japanese mafia, turned into a pastor. And he came over and speak. And his story is just so dramatic. And you're drawn to that. But that's so human, right? I mean, we love these dramatic stories. But, you know, let's let's not get carried away because... You have a story too, and every story of transformation is precious in the sight of God. We may think, well, our story is just small. It's not as good as, no, 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 no. God sees each story and says, that's my precious child. And the transformation that took place in your life is so, so precious, because that is exactly why God gave His only Son to give you this life, to win you back. Every story is precious. Just think of where you came from, the life that you once had. Just imagine the, the lowest point of your life. Just think about that for a second. Where was that? Was it five years ago? Was it 10 years ago? Was it this past week? Maybe. But from there, God could transform. And some of you already experienced that. So let's praise God for the work of transformation that He's already done. But See, but maybe the lowest point of your life is today or, or this past week. It's rather very recent and it's still raw in your heart. Well, please, let your heart be open to the transformation power that will walk you into eternity that remind you that you don't belong there anymore because you are living this new life in Jesus. We all, we all, have to stay hungry for this continuous relationship, the journey of transformation in our lives. We cannot and will not go back to that life. Come on, church. So now, how shall we overflow then? How shall this life be an overflow of this love that we experience from God? When I think of transformed life, I always think of our friend, my my friend Kathy Golton. and when, when they started Heavenly Treasures because they the, the logo the slogan says every product means changed life represents a changed life and I love that and you know obviously some of you very, know very well but if you don't know Heavenly Treasures Kathy Golton and she they are members and part of our church now and their son or their uh, their son is a the music a Christian artist and a worship leader. And uh, their daughters, uh, you know, they come here. They're not here today because they're serving with heavenly treasures in other areas of the world, helping others. But they're here. And their stories incredible. They make handicrafts, but they don't make it. They go to, they, 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 there's artisans all over the world. And, and, and right now, they just had their 20th anniversary of this, this incredible ministry. I believe now they're in 27 countries, all over Africa and, China, and, and the Asia. And there's, uh, They they've raised over six point one million dollars that returned to the artisans and to their families. You know maybe my my numbers are off. So but but no. Then you could Kathy could. You know, correct me later. But, you know, she just told me about all these things. And there's 1,200 artisans all over that they make handicrafts. And they help sell that into the world. And every portion, they go back to their homes, their villages. And there's, that's why they say every product is a changed life. And it's just an incredible story. And you see the product. But this has been the 20th year of culmination of all that. But it did not start that way 20 years ago. And Kathy told me that it, it began... It's just one mission trip to Tanzania that changed, that started to make this change. And I have a video that you could watch and it is an interview that his, her son David did with, uh, with her talking about her story. And I want you to think where it all began. So please, right here, Kathy. I remember years ago when um, you went on that trip to Tanzania and it changed everything for our family. You didn't know what God was going to do, but this amazing story.
1: I saw the poverty. I saw the people. I saw the kids. They were just like in such dire poverty and so much desperation. And as I was in this village in Tanzania, and I was just sterilizing tools for a dental team, I didn't really think that there was anything that I could really contribute. And then the director one day said to me, Kathy, I want you to help these five ladies start a business. And I'm going like, I know I'm Superwoman. But I don't know. I'm starting a business in three days. Yeah. So I just, he said, Well, you need to ask God. So I just started praying and asking God, God, what do you want me to do? So I went back to my room. I found this drawstring bag. I took it to the ladies and I said, Can you make this? And I had given them each one yard of fabric that I had bought in the local market. And they said, Yes, I can make that. They came back a day and a half later and they could make 300 bags. And I just knew right then that I needed to do something. So we, if you remember, we sold everything we had in our house yeah, and big moved to the tiniest little house that we ever, ever Love lived in. And God has been doing amazing things. I was able to put my job and That was back in 2001. And, and Heavenly Treasures was born. It's a nonprofit organization based on Matthew uh, 6, 19 and 21. that talks about storing tre- treasures in heaven and my, um, my hope and my prayer was that I could do something to help people realize the love of God through their own gifts and abilities. It's just amazing to see how people's lives have changed, but mostly my life has changed.
2: Yeah, I just remember like when you came back from the trip to Tanzania and you sat us down, you and Dad, and you he said,
0: Hey, you needed to change your life. You said, We're going to follow God and trust God. And, you know, it's been incredible to see God's faithfulness. Really, your faith. Um, taught me how to really have faith in the Lord and step and walk in, in, in God's promises and, and believing that he has a calling for each of us. It's been an amazing journey. He's giving every one of you a gift, and he's waiting for the simple yet bold prayer. So Jesus, use me. However you want, God, use me to help others experience the transformative power of God that I've experienced. Jesus, use me. Would you join me in praying that? Maybe it's saying yes to a missions trip or a project, service project, try something new, come out of that comfort zone maybe. But it's really not about us. It's about the one who lives in us that will transform us He's not done with you yet. Cuz when he's done he'll call you home. But until then we have this life. That we want to see more transformation, don't we? Life with Jesus is going to be full of that because of this resurrection power. And you know God is not done with this church. There's so much more that we get to experience because he is alive. He's not done with us. We want to see this place filled it should bother us because there, 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 there's seats that could still fit more people Where and we want to see more and more transformed lives. Why? Because there's still room in heaven. There's still room in heaven. What if heaven could look different because of this church? We can't do it alone. But that's why we got each other. But we also absolutely need the resurrection and the transformative power of God each and every day. Let me close in reading Romans 12.1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Here are the weekly challenges, and again, we want to do this time. Uh, we're going to take a picture of this. Uh, go home, please. Read Romans five and six again. Do anything? Did anything stir in you? Please be sensitive to that. But we're going to do this growing part together. We're going to get into groups and we're going to meet for five minutes. and Then we're going to close in worship. But we're going to do grow questions together. Where has God transformed you the most thus far in your life? And where do you want God to transform you from here forward? Talk about that among Two to uh, three, four of you. And then overflow. Please pray. Jesus, use me. And offer yourself to God to be used for someone's life, someone's life change. Share with somebody this week your story of how God transformed you. So now, let's look to each other for five minutes. And then let's talk about this second question, the growth. So if you could leave that up there, and then we'll close uh, in worship. So please go ahead, and your time starts right now. Go ahead. One more minute as we close this time and uh, worship here. If you're still
2: talking or if you're still are in prayer, please feel free to do so.
1: We want to just close our corporate worship time and just once again, just
0: praising our Lord.